Welcome to Chatsunami. Hello everybody and welcome to this very impromptu episode of Chatsunami. My name's Satsunami and I'm just done watching Doctor Who, would you believe? <laughs> So tonight, as you know, Doctor Who came back with its 60th anniversary episode, The Star Beast, which is one of three episodes, I'm told. As you may hear with this episode, this is going to be an unscripted reaction to the episode. Usually I write these episodes out, I plan them well ahead in time when I do solo episodes, but you know what? See, this time thought I'd be a little bit loosey-goosey, timey-wimey, and yeah, I'm going to talk about this episode because, let's face it, at Whovians, there has been a severe drought in Doctor Who content recently. I thought, you know what, why don't I throw my own hat into the ring and tell you what I think about it. Now, before I do, this episode is going to contain spoilers for this episode, so if you want to watch the Star Beast completely blind and unaware to the spoilerific review that's about to follow, please feel free to pause this episode, go make yourself a cup of tea, watch the episode and then come back. Is that you sorted? Okay, let's get into it. So after watching this episode, I really think it is probably going to be a divisive episode, but overall I liked it, I have to say, and I think probably that's because of the nostalgia berries that were planted throughout the episode. Of course, the episode does play heavily on that with the relationship between the Doctor and Donna Noble, which I've got to say, they are one of my favourite Doctor Who duels of, you know, Doctor Companion. I absolutely love them. I think they're absolutely fantastic. I have to admit, I did find it strange when I saw the new opening and it was really just advertising the Hooniverse, I think they're calling it. I, I don't know if this is like their kind of branding or umbrella term. Movians, please let me know because I would love to hear what you think. But yeah, it felt very marvel and I hate saying, oh, it felt marvel because they probably aren't the first ones to do this, but hey... <laughs> It's okay, you know. Pretty cool to see them do it. Maybe it's that Disney money. I don't know. I have to admit, I'm not really too sure how I felt about the opening. I feel as if the opening wasn't the best on the one hand. I thought, yeah, people need to know the backstory as it were. But I don't know at the same time them talking to the camera and everything. Saying, oh, I'm back and this is what happened to Donna. This is what happened to the Doctor. Yeah, I'm not really sure if I like that, but good lord, the CGI opening, the CGI opening was absolutely fantastic. I was just so shocked at how good it looked, and I just loved the introduction of the 14th Doctor. I thought that David Tennant was just absolutely fantastic. I loved the comfy vibes. Honestly, the first 5-10 minutes when Donna and the Doctor are interacting, I just found absolutely fantastic, and I would probably just watch a sitcom with them talking to one another. I just thought they bounced off each other so so well and considering their last episode together was I want to say 2008 I think 2008-2009 it's amazing how they've still got chemistry after all this time and I absolutely love it. I thought it was very funny and they definitely hasn't lost it. David Tennant's still charismatic, Catherine Tate is still hilarious 
And I have to say as well, I thought Yasmin Finney did a fantastic job as well as Rose, who I have to say, on the one hand, I kind of thought that the whole David Tennant and people going, oh, what was initially like, oh, right, haha, funny comeback, but then they kept using it over and over again, and I was like, oh, this is getting a bit annoying. <laughs> I also love how they characterised Donna's character post-season four. I absolutely love to see how supportive she was as a mother, but at the same time although she was fiercely supportive of her daughter Rose, I thought that their relationship together was really cute and what I also loved was just the fact that she was basically the same character, but none of the charm was lost there, so absolutely fantastic. As for the aliens in this, because some people might be wondering, how do the aliens fare in this? And honestly before I go into this, this section is probably going to contain heavy, heavy spoilers, so if you haven't watched this, this is your last chance to put the kettle on. Please go put the kettle on, watch the episode, come back, and yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, honestly, I loved the designs of these creatures. I loved the bug monsters that chased the meat. I thought that they were quite cheesy looking, but I loved the fact that they still had that kind of modern twist to them. Even though they looked like completely evil, I still just absolutely adored how they just blended into the Doctor Who universe. I could easily believe that they would be antagonists in this. Although, then again, it goes into the don't judge an alien by its cover. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Unit, uh, I hated Unit in this, but then again, I'm starting to really hate Unit in general because I feel as if Unit are, and any Trekkies will know what I mean by this, but Unit are like the wharf of Doctor Who. And what I mean by that is they are characterised as being a very powerful organisation and we're told as an audience, you know, oh, these are the counter-alien people. These are the guys that are going to protect the Earth when the Doctor's not here. And every single time they get stomped on, they get hypnotised. This isn't the first time I think they get hypnotised. And it honestly makes me think back to Remembrance of the Daleks where, granted, this could be the military. I can't remember for a fact, but, you know, I miss the days when they were blown up Daleks and things, and they were really badass, really cool, very competent, but, I mean, don't get me wrong, that are competent unit people, but ironically enough, it seems as if for the for an organisation that's called UNIT, it's usually the individuals within UNIT that seem to do well, like Kate Stewart, like Osgood, you know, those kind of characters as opposed to the overall organisations so I was kind of like, mm, I don't know. So in summary, what I would say is UNIT are pretty much more useless than a fart in a hurricane, but you're not here to listen to me rant about UNIT or the bug monsters. You're probably here to hear my thoughts on the enigmatic meep, the draw of this episode, the star beast as it were. I have to admit, I did suspect something was wrong when I saw that the taxi ran away unscathed, and granted they did bring it up later, but when I saw that I was like Jesus, what are London taxis made of? But yeah, I thought the meep you know, was very cute and initially I thought we were going to have a Baby Yoda situation, and maybe we still will. Maybe lots of kids will be asking for a meep under the tree. Kids who are listening, please don't ask 
task for him deep under the tree. Yeah, the twist, I have to say, I was half expecting something to be off. I thought there's something, there's definitely something not right here. But when we actually got the reveal, it was done absolutely fantastically. I loved it. What I will say is, and this is something that I don't think enough people are talking about, but I really didn't like the fingers of this creature. It's something I never noticed in the promotional material because the Meep assumes a very timid stance, it's got his arms tucked in, you know, it's quite scared, it's hiding, but I have to say, those sausage fingers would make King Charles blush. I mean, those things are horrifying. They're like the kind of gangly, E.T., elongated kind of fingers. I have to say, that was the only bit of the meep I was like, yeah, I don't like this. <laughs> and then, of course, you realise because it is packing heat out of its pouch, I want to say. So I've heard from external media, look from their nostalgic, thank you for sending me that screenshot of that meep carrying a gun. <laughs> Which is the weirdest shout out ever. But yeah, I have to admit, I thought that the meat reveal and everything, it was ridiculous. It was silly. It was over the top. But honestly, I loved it because it was just so, so cheesy. I had a blast with it. You know, having all of these hypnotised soldiers heal the meat, heal... <laughs> This fuzzy gremlins, furby-looking thing. It was just silly, but it was honestly just amazing. But there was a couple of maybe slight negatives I want to bring to the table here. So there's a particular scene where they're having a shootout between the unit soldiers and the aliens trying to capture the meat. And there's this like really weird scene where the doctor just out of thin air does like an air picture thing and creates a shield. And don't get me wrong, I love the idea of the doctor to having something like this, you know, like a very defensive weapon, if that makes sense. Or not weapon, but this tool that he's able to defend people with rather than hurt them. On the other hand, I don't know how I like him using a sonic screwdriver just to ear picture something and then slide it over. Even for the sonic screwdriver, like the sonic screwdriver is the MacGuffin that usually fixes anything unless it's deadlocked or this or that. I don't know. I don't know if I really liked that. The only other thing I thought was bad was I thought the ending was a little bit rushed and I got a little annoyed by it, I'm not going to lie, and not because of certain things that were said or such, but more for the fact that, and this maybe may draw the ire of Whovian, so I apologise in advance, but I really did not like Dr. Donner, even before in season four. I didn't really like the idea. I liked the fallout of it. I liked the idea that there was this force out with the Doctor's control that he could never see Donna again. And that led to a very sombre and emotional ending. I thought that was quite sad. And then, of course, they had to bring her back for this and they had to make an excuse. And on the one hand, don't get me wrong, I'm really happy that they've got Donna back and they use the idea of the meta-crisis being imparted into her child. I thought that was quite interesting, but at the same time, what really annoyed me was there was a very significant in parallel to the end of time and some of you out there might know what I'm talking about but of course when the doctor saves Wolf and he's behind the sheet of glass it gave me flashbacks to that and I thought oh god I'm gonna have to prepare the tears you know very emotional and again I'm glad that it was more of a quote-unquote happy ending rather than a sad one but I don't know I just didn't feel as if it was fair to 
probably tug at the heartstrings of people for that. Also, what I find quite funny, I have to say, is the fact that did anyone else feel like this was a fracking spaceship? You know, the idea that it was tunnelling into the ground and it was going to destroy London. And I did love how when they reversed it, all I could keep thinking was, I bet you that's what the council wished they could do. You know, just press a button and then it just reverses all the bottles and fills them out. Yeah, again, that was quite rushed and everything. And probably my main gripe with this episode is we didn't get to see Wilf. And I know they're probably saving that for the emotional ending. He's going to see him one last time, no doubt, before he changes into the next Doctor, which I'm really interested to see, but I don't know. I just wanted to see him. As for the TARDIS and the new interior, I absolutely love it. I wasn't sure initially when I saw it was like all white and I had the circles or as Tenant's Doctor once said, the round things. I love the round things. I really liked it. It kind of reminds me of either a kaleidoscope or what I imagine people's nightmares are if you're trapped inside a Twitch streamer's PC. I absolutely love the design. So overall, what do I think of the Star Beast? Well, I think it's a pretty good start to this trilogy of specials. Do I think it's the best Who episode ever? Probably not. It certainly looks pretty. It looks absolutely fantastic. The visuals since the reboot in 2005 even have come a long, long way. And I have to say, I am glad that a new generation of Doctor Who fans are probably going to enjoy this show through this episode, so I'm really happy to see that. And I I know that some people have also criticised some of the dialogue choices and the choices of direction in this episode and as a variety podcaster it is by far not my job to dictate how you enjoy Doctor Who. So whether you love the Star Beasts or maybe it's just not for you, that is entirely your decision. And honestly, in my personal opinion, while I didn't think it was the strongest entry, I still think this was a pretty good episode to start off with. But what did you think? Did you enjoyed the Star Beast? Was it maybe not your cup of tea over the TARDIS? Please feel free to reach out and let me know. Also, if you want more impromptu episodes like this, where I review just random things, where I give my first impression on things unscripted, then by all means, please let me know. I would love to hear what you think. But until then, stay safe, stay awesome, and most importantly, stay hydrated.